Welcome to Sinners Raising Saints, a podcast for parents and families whose kids are discerning Catholic religious vocations. In this episode, we'd like to introduce ourselves and the podcast. This is episode one of Sinners Raising Saints. I am Eric Lindquist. This is my wife. Anne. And we are a Catholic husband and wife. We've been married for 28 years. We live in the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. We have two, I want to say grown kids. I don't know about adult kids, but grown kids. Young adults. Young adults. Mm -hmm. We were high school sweethearts, grew up together. I am a convert to the Catholic faith. I came into the Catholic Church in 1998 uh, through the RCIA program. I grew up Christian as a Lutheran, but didn't know a lot about the Catholic Church growing up and really didn't feel like I learned a lot about the Catholic faith or a lot about my faith until later in life. And even through what we're talking about in this podcast, and that's kids discerning and, and people discerning a vocation in religious life through the Catholic Church, whether that's sisters, whether that's brothers, whether that's priests. I learned a lot more about my faith, I think, in the last five years. Yeah. And then as, as our daughter started discerning what she was going to do, it really by us trying to walk alongside her, I think, helped me to learn more about my faith. Yeah. Boy, we're really starting off pretty serious here. Well, I want to give an idea who we are. Yeah. And kind of a jumping off point of, of who who we are and, and why we have a story to tell. Yeah. So we we have known each other since seventh grade, since, you know... My locker was next to your best friend's locker, and uh, that, that's how I remember you back in seventh grade. And uh, yeah, by the time we were seniors, we were dating and going to senior prom together, and then we went to college together and got married, and I'm a cradle Catholic, and so after we got married, we wanted to—we knew we would have kids someday— and we knew we wanted to raise them in one church. And we talked about you being raised Lutheran, and that didn't last long for much of a conversation. <laughs> I no, I, I think no, I, I think for you, your attachment to the church was stronger than mine um, at the time. Maybe, but when I think about how young we were, I mean, I don't. I, I I wasn't necessarily on fire like I see some of the youth today, mm-hmm. but I also don't, yeah, I also didn't want to change either. But yeah, then we have um, two kids. Natalie is our oldest and David. They're about two and a half years apart, three school years apart. So Natalie graduated from the University of St. Francis in Fort Wayne in uh, 2022 um, as a theology major and a minor with education, and David is currently a college student and studying graphic design, and um, I was just talking to him about making us a logo for the podcast, so he's thinking about it, and... <laughs> I hope he's doing it. I, he, he will, he will, but uh, it's a process. And yeah, so we... 
raised the kids here. They 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 were raised in the public school. We have a real nice community public school here. Yeah, so they had their religious ed, and and they were good. They had a good experience with religious ed growing up, and and we volunteered. You volunteered quite a bit, maybe five years teaching the third grade religious ed. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was that was nice, and um, and then when they got older and in high school, we helped a little bit with the um, what did they call the teen uh, youth group kind of. It was, but basically but was the college or the, the, the high school, high school yeah, uh, sure. religious ed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think again, as the kids got older, we got better in our faith. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it really wasn't until I, I don't know that there was too much of a change. Um, I mean, yeah, we were more we we w- did get more and more exposed each year, uh, you know, um, but when. Um, high school came around for Natalie. She was interested and went to all of the retreats that they had in Steubenville. Each summer was a good experience for her, and I think every summer she came back a little bit more on fire. And David went too, <laughs> and he—I don't think he had you know a bad summer, but you know it's just not as much of an interest for him, and he didn't plug into it in the same way um, that natalie did right right and that summer for natalie is when at least i think there was a lot more of a you know she came back with a different fire her senior year her senior year i i think i think that's true i think yeah i think she enjoyed every summer leading up to it but i think that last summer was was a special summer for her um yeah so then maybe fast, I don't know about fast forward, but Natalie graduates high school and starts school. And it was important for her to go to a Catholic university, it seemed like, or at least she was more comfortable there. Yeah, we, you know, we did the typical college campus visits, you know, um, tried to pick out some bigger and some smaller campuses. She definitely seemed to be more comfortable with a smaller campus, and she definitely felt like she was either going to go to a state school or to a Catholic school. And then, and I think she she would have been excited about both, but she she felt like she was, you know, wanting to go to St. Francis, and um, she so so when she enrolled, I talked to her as far as what her major was going to be and she either she was interested in education and in high school there were things that pointed to her um, exploring education and I know one class that really lit her up in high school was she had at least a semester I can't remember if it was a full year where she worked with the special ed program and that really made a strong connection with her and I really thought okay she she really maybe you know going into a, a special ed uh, teaching program um so and so she also was thinking about theology as a major and I was just like Natalie what can you get as a career with a theology major just go into education get your co- get your teaching degree so that you have a career path something to fall back on you know 
teachers well, how are many so theology, needed. How many theology majors did we know? Well, I, <laughs> none. None. We, none. Yeah, we, we didn't know any. So no. what, did, what did that even look like? No, right. So, yeah, so I don't know if she even got through the first full freshman year before she switched from an ed major to a theology major. Before she switched from mom's major <laughs> to Natalie's major. <laughs> she did. She did keep taking ed classes uh, enough to make it her minor because she she, um, she could see herself teaching theology so yeah that could still be that could still be on her agenda going forward but um, yeah. So then at University of St. Francis she met one of the sisters right? Yeah I mean because that university is founded by the sisters of St. Francis they have a convent on campus and are actively involved and actually i'm trying to remember which years it was but um and i'm trying to blank on her name but sister was the president of the school oh that's right um uh until uh, before she retired and then um then the father was Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to blank on his name too so yeah so she met some sisters there um sister ignatia was living in that uh, convent in Fort Wayne at the time. They became very good friends. And then Sister Ignatia moved back to the mother house in Mishawaka because she took on the location director role. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. The, the sister that Natalie had had gravitated towards becomes the vocations director. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And while Natalie was in school... She did start to make visits to to the mother house in Mishawaka for like, they'll have weekends for young women to come and see and just experience the convent and, you know, explore the idea of discernment. Natalie also went to another convent in Wisconsin to ex- explore that order. But ultimately, she decided after graduation, she was going to enter the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. And so this past fall, in September of 2023, she entered as a postulant. And that really is why we're doing this. Yeah. So while we're, there's there's a whole range of emotions that go along with this as parents, we have discovered. You know, you're excited for your, for your child. You are um, unsure of what this means. Um, and you know that she is moving in a direction that she feels called towards. She's moving in a direction that she feels that, you know, this is her purpose and, and you're happy for her. But one of the, one of the things that, you know, we kind of looked around and wondered, what about parents? What does this mean? How do do parents deal with the emotions and the, the change in family dynamic and, and, what does this even look like and and how do you deal with all of this and so as we were going through and as we're still going through I, 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 we're still going through this discernment process with Natalie there aren't a lot of resources for parents to tap into to try and figure out how to how do you process all of this right i remember asking natalie you know who who could we talk to and she didn't <laughs> she didn't really have any suggestions or ideas she did point to um and shared a video with us of again sister ignatia had had made a video with her parents 
and that was that was that was helpful that was a little piece to help us you know recognize like okay you know the parents have a role in this but it's tricky because it really is all about the individual in this case you know our daughter and their discernment and their their process their journey and there's there's so much information out there to help those kids but what really summed it up for me is when we were talking to our friend and we said you know we think we want to do a podcast to share our experience and also build some community for other families that are wanting to support you know wanting to help their kids but don't know what it looks like and when we were talking to her and she said you know parents can't support what they don't know and that really made sense to me because I felt like we don't we don't know what this is you know even though I'm a cradle Catholic I don't have any um, family members for example that chose like a religious life Mm -hmm. and so I think we always pictured you know we're raising a son and a daughter someday they'll have a wedding day someday they'll have their own kids and I you know the worst part about being parents is if you do a good job (laughs) the reward is that you you make good humans that take care of themselves and move out and have their own lives yeah but um but when you know your daughter says um you know i i'm thinking about discerning and i think you know i want to be a sister uh, it's like well that's kind of uncharted territory that i don't know how to picture that and I, I don't know who said it, but, you know, we were talking about this and um, the fact that, you know, you have somebody who chooses a quote unquote non-traditional, a non-traditional path. And then they, whoever, well, I can't remember who it was, but anyway, they came around and said, well, how much more traditional, and maybe it was even Natalie, how much more traditional can it get is to be a religious sister? Yeah. And so while it seems non-traditional... It's counterculture, yeah, for sure. Expe- yeah, especially now. And it was kind of funny because I was kind of thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, when you do start looking back through history, <laughs> uh, it kind of goes back a ways. Yeah, it kind of goes back a ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. So, really, what we in our quest to answer a lot of questions and to figure out what this means for our family and for our us, the two of us, as, a, as even parents and a married couple, we decided to um, I, record our journey as we as we try and figure this out mm-hmm. in hopes that we can encourage other parents to be open to the idea of their kids discerning into religious life. This is, It's something that's desperately needed in the church, and it's important to, to build that community. Yeah, I do hope that even though we don't know squat about a lot of things, I hope we could be a welcoming place that somebody would be comfortable asking us questions if they had a son or daughter discerning religious life because we don't have answers, but um, but it feels good when you can make connections. We did have dinner with a family who have 
both a son and a daughter in religious life. And when the father of that family said to us, oh, you know, that community that your daughter is entering, that's that's a really good community. You can tell because of how old it is and how, how much it grows. And just the idea that, and the conversation went on from there, but just that somebody who has that much more experience than we do gave us the reassurance that you know, you need, you do need a validation sometimes to know, like, this is going to be okay. Yes. And, yeah. you know, even though we don't know what's going to happen or what things will look like, it feels good to at least have a support system. And, yeah, so, again, it's like if we can share our support with other parents and other parents can support their young adult children and build up these young adults in the in the in the church we need men to enter priesthood and we need women to enter vocations like being a sister or a nun or a consecrated virgin because we need our church to continue to grow we don't have a church without young people saying yes and it's hard to say yes if you don't have the support behind you. Right. And and I, it's important for us to be at least that tiny spark for somebody to, to try and understand so that they can support. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and sometimes it's just interesting to talk about that, uh, you know, we have a 22-year-old daughter who does not have a phone and we cannot just text her when we need to ask her a quick question or share a quick meme or reel so there yeah so we do want to just kind of talk about everything and answer questions of you know whether even if it's just curiosity that's okay I mean it gives their you know it gives us the opportunity to to share and yeah and I think for me one of the things that I didn't appreciate going into this was how much it would give me the opportunity or even push me outside my comfort zone to evangelize and talk about my faith to people who don't understand. Yeah. No, I I agree. What this means and and what our faith is. And, and, Mm -hmm. um, and in that regard, it's, it's open doors. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like I, the hardest part, I think even a year ago or less is the idea of kind of being a little out there as far as like feeling different as a parent, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's not like we uh, put Natalie in the car, drove her over to a convent and dropped her off. <laughs> right. <laughs> but There you go. Yeah. yeah. No. So it's, so anyways, um, yeah, it, it, it's been a it's been a journey for us too. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully through this, what's what's the one thing that you want to accomplish through this? I would say the top of my list would be building community. One, if we can be of any support to anybody else, and two, if those who have gone ahead of us will share share their experiences too. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that just gives us more and more 
of a validation of like, yeah, it's going to be okay. And it's beautiful. No, I think it is beautiful. And I think sharing it with others and having others share with us is going to be important. Yeah, for me, I think I want this to be, I want this to be a source of encouragement and support and education for parents and families and to be able to answer questions that we had. Yeah, we had lots of questions. We, I mean, we're still coming up with questions even uh, even now, but yeah, the, la- the last two years, it's there's been a lot of questions as far as uh, before she uh, entered. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what, what does even a religious vocation look like? Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, and, and what does it look like to enter a religious community? Yeah. Um, but I think most of all, how have other parents navigated this this change? Because it is a change, not only for the person discerning and entering the community, but for the family that comes alongside them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Natalie has a brother, and she has cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents, and we all love her, and we all miss her. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's following her discernment and you know we're going about our lives but it's just all different than we pictured it yeah no and i think it's it's obviously going to be different for everybody but i hope through maybe sharing some stories and and sharing uh, some of the things that we've already been through and then some of the experiences that we're going to experience you know either we can take some of the some of the mystery away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a, a sense, good, that's a good and, point. And, yeah. and, and to make it more known mm-hmm. and, and to make it something that people are willing to talk to us about and that we're definitely willing to talk to other people about. Yeah. We'll talk to anybody who wants to sit and I listen. Know. <laughs> I know. So, Yeah. I feel like I feel like we've kind of gotten off to a little bit of a serious start, but we're not very serious people most of the time. So I think because we open up about some of these stories, I think I think we're going to have a pretty good time. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Any closing thoughts or anything else? No, I'm excited. I think uh, I think it'll be fun sharing stories, and um, and I hope to the two people that this reaches or I don't know hopefully yeah, we hope both of you <laughs> you're already our favorite <laughs> listeners <laughs> um we I hope we get some feedback as far as what do you want to know what questions do you have what are you curious about you know um what's under their veils yeah <laughs> what's do they drive um you know when last time I got my teeth clean and the hygienist says, when, when is Nellie going to get her teeth clean? Can she go to a dentist when she lives in a convent? I mean, there's, there are so many, you stop and you start thinking about it and it's like, how, how does that work? Right. And you know, yeah, we, we're here to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why did we call this sinners raising saints? It's catchy, isn't it? <laughs> uh, because catchy. We're, we are called to raise our children to be saints. We are called to 
become saints ourselves as a married couple to hold each other accountable to that. But yet, um, you and I are, are far from being a saint. Far, far, far <laughs> from being a saint. And so I I think it's I think we are maybe some of the last people you would expect to have a kid, you know, choosing a religious life because we're we're just we're just average folk. Average Midwestern family. Yeah. Um definitely we're who happens to have a daughter who's yeah. discerning religious life. Yeah. Yep. So we are we are the sinners. Yeah. We've raised two young adults and uh our hope is that we are at least starting them on the path to sainthood. Right. Yeah. That's our job. And our our goal with the podcast again, it, I mean it's it's to support families, it's to educate families, um it's to encourage families. Hopefully it'll be a little entertaining. Like I said, we're, this is a little serious. So we we're usually a little bit a little more lighthearted. So it's, it's a little harder to kind of set the table, I think, as far as yeah, <laughs> getting things yeah, getting things to a where you might understand where we're coming from. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had to start somewhere. Yep. So that's that's who we are. Yeah, I hope we hear some feedback so that we can talk about what people are interested in. You know, and fill fill their curiosity, and it's interesting, and it's it's it is beautiful, and it's exciting, and uh, yeah, we we've got some stories to tell. Well, we thank you for listening. Uh, we hope that this uh, is going to be a encouraging podcast for those who either are starting to go down this road like we are, or even just those who might have questions. So we hope you'll continue to listen as we work to support and educate and encourage all sinners raising saints. 